podcast that I hope is about growth as much as it is about music. This week I broke away from my typical one-on-one interview and chatted with Shep, Roxy, and Natal of the New Jersey band Kirkby Kiss. I had a really fun chat with them, as I'm sure you'll see, and I was especially amused when Natal referred to Tom Schlatter as Tommy, which I'd never heard anyone do before. Before we get to the interview, I'd like to remind you that I have a Patreon page you can join for exclusive comics, scenes, and music you won't find anywhere else. It's the best way to help me keep the show going and bringing you exciting things to listen to and check out. You can visit patreon.com slash human machine now and see what's going on. Now let's get started with an unreleased track by Kirby Kiss titled Move. Uh, when I was really young, my, my I was raised by my grandmother, and she had um, she had one of those books that like every year you put in all the stuff that your kids say and a little picture of like where they're at. And so my earliest recollection is um, when I grow up, I want to be Elvis. Oh my goodness, that's relatable. So, not a not a not a probably. Not a real career choice. I mean, I guess it is. You know, <laughs> I want to move to Vegas, Vegas. <laughs> but. Um, but yeah, that's my earliest uh, my 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 earliest career choice was Elvis. Um, <laughs> that's so that's so wild know. and like not to disrail like or derail rather uh, that. But the there's a comic in the zine where y'all's review will be featured, and like the very first panel is me as a baby watching Jailhouse Rock on TV. So it's that's like amazing. See? Yeah, there's it's like very <laughs> first panel be. of this like. <laughs> you know, b- little, uh, moment in like my musical, whatever history or whatever. And it's like, yeah, that was like the first thing I guess that as a kid musically, I was obsessed with, but, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely relate to that. <laughs> so needless to say, like music has pretty much always been a pa- part of, of your life, but what about you, Roxy and Natal? Uh, I, I guess I'll go first. Sure. Um, yeah, music has always been a part of my life. I, like my parents were like kind of hippie like, I guess, and big into music. And I like I remember listening to records with my parents and in the in the den, you know, mm-hmm. as a as a baby. So, um, and and I I lo- I always loved music. I always, you know, went to it. Mm-hmm. Is that like when you say records, you mean like? your parents had like a turntable and stuff and yeah 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 and did you get to like did you get to look through them and stuff or was that kind of like a you know where where your parents were like uh maybe a little bit later or no they they were really cool it was all like they had this whole like room set up it was like just all glass off the side of the house and and like with the record player and the records all in it in in a case underneath and they would let me like look through them and like pick what record we were going to listen to and, and, and stuff like that. So like the artwork, all that stuff was a, was a big part of what I loved right away. Like the creative, you know, Mm -hmm. what's the first, like, what's the first album cover that comes to mind when you think about those days? Uh, I think there was like, um, a cat Stevens record for sure, because, (sighs) 
it might not be the first one I saw, but it's definitely the one I guess that stands out because mm-hmm. that would be always a record that I chose to listen to. And, and I think there was like a Jethro Tull record too that, that they had that I like thought was really cool because the art on it was like kind of crazy and stuff, you know, like real, mm-hmm. like real, like hippie stuff. <laughs> kind, of, kind of psychedelic or psychedelic. Yeah. Of, that's the word. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not super familiar with, like, the artwork on a lot of stuff uh, pre, like, 80s, you know? Like, um, my my obsession with physical media, like, uh, you know, just above hearing my dad play something or hearing something on the radio didn't start until I found, like, SST records and, and, uh, and Sub Pop and, you know, uh-huh. stuff like that. So, like, I, I don't know a lot of uh, album covers, but I, I imagine, like, something with like really wild colors and stuff would be, that'd be the draw for, for a young, young person for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What about you, Roxy? Um, same here, you know, music's always been a part of my life. Um, I grew up with, uh, my parents, my siblings, but also my grandparents and my nan, especially my mother's mother was pivotal in introducing me to a lot of cool music. Uh, she was always singing, always had music playing. Um, she encouraged me to pick up the guitar, and uh, I got my first uh, acoustic guitar when I was 12, and I've basically been playing ever since, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it really is um, like breath for me. I feel like the guys feel the same way, you know? It's, um, it's, 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 it's everything, you know? It's very therapeutic, and uh, I, I love it. Yeah. So you said um, guitar was the first thing you got, um, but you play bass in the band currently, right? Yes. Um, yeah. What was... Is that just like you you mostly play guitar, but you're like, I like to play bass too, and I can do that when the need arises? Or was that something? Not really. I identify more as a bass player. I'm not a very intricate guitar player, um, but I do enjoy playing both. Um, And since I'm young, I've dabbled. I've played a little drums, alto saxophone, different instruments. You know, I just, uh, but the bass is, I'd say, my primary instrument and the one that I focus on the most. Yeah. 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 So do you just um, kind of, like, are you the type of, like, I'm very much the type, like, I, if there is an instrument and, and, and I'm allowed to mess with it, like, I'll mess with it. Is that just kind of how you experience, like, um, Yeah, that's different... kind of how you get your feet wet, I guess, and get to experience, you know, if you have a friend that had an electric guitar, I didn't have one at the time, and my friend did when I was 15, so I played his guitar, electric guitar, and, um, you know, I had a bass at home at the time, so... Yeah, it's nice. And I encourage my kids. My kids, uh, my son is now 14, and he's just starting to pick up one of my old basses. I have a squire, and he's been playing around on it. So it's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you, yeah. Do you think that he took, does he take to it, like, um, naturally, like, at all? Or do you think it's... it's he definitely, just... I think he has an ear for music, it seems, so far. So that's cool, you know? Yeah. He's come up with some cool riffs. <laughs> yeah, Very cool. awesome. Yeah, yeah I'm not... Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure that like I ever um I'm not sure I ever like bought into like these these um talents being like um genetic or anything, but like I definitely think like exposure is is huge, you know, because like me yeah. personally, like I learned how to play drums just by like listening to the drums. Like I mm-hmm. the first time I ever played drums, I could play some beats because like I just you know, like I just listened to the Descendants nonstop. So when I when it went dot 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 dot, like I could just kind of do it, and like right. I didn't think that was you know that wasn't like something that was handed to me. It was just like you you know you're always around it, and you you just sort of you know um, you pick up on that. Um, right. Shep, is that is is your like what's your um, background as far as like how did you start playing guitar? I, I grew up in a super musical household, um, like ridiculous so much. Um, like uh, I grew up on country music, but like the first go round of country music, like like Grand Old Opry, like when it was like good, like Patsy Cline and things like that. Oh, okay. um, and um, and so uh, my grandfather played uh, played guitar. There was always numerous instruments available in my house. We had an organ, we had a laps, like a, one of those lap steels, like, uh, like, uh, harpsichords, guitars lying around. Um, every Sunday morning in my house, my grandmother would cook for, um, 
a bunch of like dudes and um and these guys would come over and play country music around my kitchen table after breakfast for like four hours and get whatever i'm sure they were getting drunk i don't really remember but <laughs> but um it's it's actually pretty great um three of the guys were were brothers and one of them was actually like assigned like country musician at one point oh, really? but the brothers it's the best like you can't make the shit up <laughs> the the brothers were actually named um stormy windy and breezy davis <laughs> and uh and they were like a fixture at my house i remember going to stormy davis's wedding and there was like a mechanical bull <laughs> at, at the bar where his wedding was <laughs> and uh and like they would yodel like it was like straight out of like a country bumpkin like <laughs> like they might as well have brought their own hail bays like <laughs> yeah yeah where but, was uh, this? So, yeah, so I like always hands on, like, and and I I, I uh, relate to what you said a lot. Like, if I if there's an instrument around, especially my, when I was a kid, I always wanted to like touch it, like I wanted to make noise or or you know figure it out or. Um, yeah. But as far as like the bridge into like actually playing this kind of music, um, I, I I I I'd have to say like I like hearing like minor threat or something like like something similar to that for the first time and realizing that while it's not simple it is simple like and i was like i could probably do this i, I could write a three chord monthly if i had a guitar mm -hmm. and like um i think i went and bought like a 60 dollar les paul ripoff that had like so much action on it like you could put like a your finger between the fretboard <laughs> and the strings and not touch um and, you know, just immediately just start writing, like, really simple power chord notes. And, like, I think two weeks later, I was in, like, a band of people who no one knew how to play. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the that's the the thing for a lot of people is is like, you know, you 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 may have these like uh, you may have these thoughts in your head, like when you're younger about playing in bands and whatnot. And, and it seems like there's a bunch of obstacles in your way. And I feel like that's the thing that punk does is to, is it just like, it, it just bulldozes those obstacles, obstacles. It just says like, no, you could do this. It's fine. Like, yeah, you, know, you no, can do that, what we're doing. Um, that, but, that's a huge touchstone for me. Like, uh, that's like my number one, like you just touched on like, for me, like the number one attraction to punk music growing up, uh, accessibility. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, not feeling like a, being feeling a part of rather than feeling like a spectator was like a huge draw for me. Absolutely. Um, and you know, just to go back for a second, like, because I'm really interested in this bit of background, like where was this, where, um, this, these country, like, where did you live at the time? Um, you know, when there's this country music gathering every every morning, every weekend morning. I lived actually where I live now, uh, still. Um, I mean, I've I moved away and moved back, but Tom's River, New Jersey, okay. which is which is like basically like the town right next to the beach town. Yeah, if you've I've ever been there. seen If you've ever seen the terrible show Jersey Shore. Yeah. That I've, been, was I've been to Tom's River. Isn't... Um, oh, okay. Yeah, there's... Um, is that where, oh uh, gosh, what's the name of the place? Like, I'm pretty sure that's this place we played. I, I'm just not going to. The Log Cabin? Mm, maybe not. No. The 508 House? I don't know. I thought, maybe I'm thinking of the wrong place, but. What year would it have been around? Uh, it, it was like uh, 2017. Uh, I don't know. 2017 ventilator, so. I, I'm thinking. I mean, I'm something. just like thinking of places that I know now, and I, they're not it. So I, I don't know. It'll either come to me later, or or like maybe at the very. That would have been cabin time shows, right? Yeah, no, maybe not. It was um. Also, I might have just been close to there. We definitely like we played a couple of places, and um, and we definitely played like at a place, it, that was like right like by the shore and um we played with like uh wow it, mu it must have been uh, i'm trying to think of which one of tom's bands it was now because because we we played we did so many tours with tom's bands um but yeah yeah it was just uh, you wild. It, you, maybe the shed the tom's i was just thinking shed? it was the shed yeah it could have been 
Because like, that's where me and Tom, like, I mean, we played there. I mean, there's spots like that in Tom's River that popped up for like, you know, a couple of years and in and, and chunks like that. So it could have been any of those places. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. I was just but thinking, like, it's, it just seems really wild. Like, you know, you have this, uh, this picture in your head of like Jersey and stuff. And what the, this, the situation you described feels very like Appalachian. Yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah. uh, you know, that's was, what makes it so funny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Exactly. Um, the, the, those musicians were all from a, a neighboring town called Bricktown. And ironically, people jokingly call it Bricktucky. Right. Okay. So yeah, it's not that weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, Natal, how did you like get, do you play instruments um, other than just the vocals? Or? I do. I'm, I'm, yeah. I would say my instrument would be guitar. I I, I was like 10 years old and uh, getting into, I think, like, you know, hard rock, like, and what I would say metal back then, like Metallica and Anthrax and, and um, a little bit of Maiden and stuff. But, um, so I liked a little bit of that kind of music and I guess I wanted, I, I remember asking my, my parents like, Hey, could I learn how to play guitar? And they bought me a guitar. I still have that guitar. Um, what kind of guitar? An Ibanez, like some probably like hundred hour Ibanez, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, I kept it cause I can't, how could I get rid of that? Um, right. And it's not, I mean, it's not worth any money anyway. It's, it's all, it's all value to me, sentimental, but, but anyway, yeah. So I took lessons for like four months and, uh, and you know, I was, I was big time into skateboarding at the time too. And my best friend, uh, who I skated with was starting like a punk band and, you know, that's, that's a, a few years later, but I got into like punk and hardcore music from skateboarding. Yeah. So that's where I started listening and, and writing myself, you know. Yeah. Is that like, um, so for me, the connection's really similar. Like it was, it was skateboarding, it was punk music. Um, did you find a lot of bands like through like Thrasher and magazines like that at the time? Or were you just like, was it mostly like peers and stuff? It was, um, I, mostly from peers, but I do remember like, the Thrasher Mag, like mm-hmm. you know, like um, like the, 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 the music section or whatever, the music mm-hmm. article that they would do, and and I definitely was like, you know, from skate videos too, That's like grabbing say, yeah. grabbing songs out of that skateboarding and surfing videos that I'd be watching. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think okay. it's it's wild. Like I think it was like I didn't even know, you know, maybe it was ten years old or something, and I was like a little little skater and and uh reading thrasher and that's how i heard like suicidal and uh and metallica yeah. and stuff like that and right and you know descendants and whatnot and then you know whole whole like felt like 10 whole worlds opened up to me you know yeah um, completely yeah yeah um so like uh you like you know obviously this is this isn't like y'all's first band or anything um but like between the three of you it's you know i'd say it's probably likely that y'all have been in some bands that people might know of like it um what what bands like that each of you have been in might have stuff online that you you know you wouldn't be embarrassed for people to hear or whatever not <laughs> like not trying to sound like you know rude or whatever Tom, Every, Tom everybody has that thing right I mentioned the band we were in together but uh, oh really <laughs> <laughs> i think that was in tom's first band I, well not his first me tom was in like this punk band and we did a show together and then wound up asking him in to be second guitar on uh on that and was that pre and still then uh that was it was if if you heard if tom's ever told you it was called tension at first but then Steven, S-E-V-I-N. Oh no, yeah, no, I know that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was that was yeah, like me and Tommy were kids and I knew Tommy from skateboarding and just from music too, like and uh yeah, he wound up playing in that band with me and and then went on to do like four thousand other <laughs> awesome bands. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think he's in seventeen right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's I mean he um 
he's low key in my band, so yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say he plays with you with you uh, with you guys as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, you know, we haven't like played very much like in the last few years for obvious reasons, but like it's um, I mean, it started like with with just like, hey, we're always touring with your band, so <laughs> what if you just like you know picked up the bass after you're done playing guitar or you know after some <laughs> sometimes he was actually playing bass in the band so it was perfect because the gear is just there but um yeah what about you Shep? um year my first band was called uh, skyscraper and i didn't think anyone ever heard of it honestly um we did have one song on an abolition comp oh the uh, heart attack 10 comp um, and there's some other really good bands on that comp, but our song is not one of them. <laughs> um, but I always say that, but I recently wound up talking to Kent McQuarrie online. Um, it was more about like, he was like commenting about our, um, our record, like, uh, cause he's like, got, he got him in his distro. And then the conversation arose and he's like, people always ask me about that band over the years. And we like, it made me like laugh so hard. And, uh, so we had this like in-depth, like in one of those nineties hardcore, uh, like Facebook groups, like, and like, it kind of came out of the woodwork. Like people actually were like, Oh yeah, did that band do anything else? And you yeah. know, we, we did, and we had like some crappy demos or whatever, but, um, and that band went on to do, uh, become a band called lucky 13. And, um, we didn't do much, but I mean, we toured, we toured to California and back, but, well, that's but, it. Yeah. That's, yeah. So for not, me, that, not was, much. that was, yeah, that's what it was all about. <laughs> yeah. We, I, my, the best part of that tour, I think, was uh, we played Tristessa's first show. Oh, at the, shit. At, at the Spanacorza house oh, um, in Golden Hills, uh, San Diego. So I'm always like, well, that was, that's a pretty good high mark. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, like, I, there's, who, for, I mean, um, Spine and Sensory, probably mm -hmm. my, favorite album oh, of all time it's so good probably. i could listen to it on repeat like oh, i do sometimes like <laughs> if i'm having like a rough like you know day or week or month or year <laughs> yeah it's beautiful it's, it's a beautiful it's there, record you know yeah it's so it's so calming so nice like uh you know if you if you can if you can um put anything on and it, it, if you need to come back to yourself you know that's a, that's a good one for sure yeah absolutely yeah um, and then me and Nat were in a band not that far, ago, not that long ago. Nat was in lots of other bands. He he gave you a very. I only had mentioned that one. But... <laughs> uh, sorry, yeah, I didn't. I didn't mean to like jump, you know, jump so fast. But you know, oh, it, I don't mind. It's I'm trying fine. to I go with the flow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> none, none of the bands I were in were actually like, you know, I mean, they were they were awesome to me and yeah. and, and a great experience to me and did some things, but. Nothing I don't think anybody would know, you know? Yeah. But um, whatever, Heart, Heartfelt Discord, I did a bunch of stuff with that, and and Tom was involved in that with me at some point, too. It's like it always goes back to Tom. It's like the four degrees of Tom. But, uh, <laughs> I think we should do a Tom fest. I think we do a like, Tom fest. Where Tom is, there's like five bands playing the fest, and Tom is in every one of them. But, uh, <laughs> and then some other band called Suspect that I did, we did some stuff. Um, like, you know, no, no touring though, really, or anything, just a couple of records. But, um, but yeah, all fun. Who taught you to write in the blood of my back? Who taught you to use your hands as branding irons? You have scored your name into my shoulders, reference me with your mark. The pads of your fingers have become printing blocks. You tap a message onto my skin, tap meaning into my body. Your Morse code interferes with my heartbeat. I was going to say something about, you know, you, you mentioned like Skyscraper and, and how this, this got dug up into a big thing. And, and you know, one thing that I really find fascinating about like uh like the the the, uh, the accessibility of like old bands like that now is that there's a there's sort of a thing where 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 like as a person who's been in some bands and and 
I've written to tons of songs. Like sometimes you think to yourself, like that one is not the one that people are going to latch onto, right? But it will surprise you. You know, that thing will just hit somebody the right way. And I think there's another thing that happens sometimes where everybody knows like Orchid, everybody knows uh, Reversal Man, like these bands that are like way up there on the surface. And so I think what happens sometimes is like those bands that only, there's only two or three songs floating around. People are like, I want to know what else that was about because like we know all of this. We know these four Orchid albums or whatever. Like we know this front to back by now. People are really like hungry for that like thing they haven't found yet, you know? Cause like we know it's all out there. Like especially us who were playing in bands back then and we played with that one band like uh, every weekend for seven months, but they <laughs> never had a recording. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, everybody's uh, no, like... I, I, I think there's a lot of that going on right now where it's like, like, like I, on this group, like I, these people who are like, like literally sending me messages on the side, like, like, do you have recordings of that or can you upload that? And yeah. can I share and so I was like sharing these like weird like MP3s that to me mean something because they're like personal recordings. But these guys are like, I'm gonna put this in this other group, and like he's like, this is so <laughs> crazy, and I'm like, why? Like, why would anyone want to hear this? But like, you're right. I think like nowadays everything is totally accessible. Like back then, you know, you could have a hard time getting a hold of a demo or a band. Like you could have someone tell you that a band was really great, but it still might not be that easy to get your hands on actually like listening to it. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, like you, a lot of copy, like demo cassettes getting copied and sent to friends and, and, yeah. and things like that. Like now it's like, you know, you can do whatever you want. It's up on, on Apple music, you know, two weeks from now. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's wild. Which also is amazing, and I love that. Mm-hmm. But uh, you mentioned the Orchid, and, um, and that's funny to me because they are so huge, like in certain like scenes. But uh, Kent McClure was talking on this post about how, like, out of all the records he put out, like he had like several people tell him when he was putting that out that no one would buy it. <laughs> and uh, and he said it's like one of the only like releases I ever did that like completely sold out. He's like, I still have like a little bit of pretty much every release I've ever done. <laughs> yeah, except, except that one. Yeah, oh, he said that one's yeah. you know, uh, interesting. What about you, Roxy? Like, how did you get started playing in bands? Um, uh, growing up, my uncle was in a band uh, called O's One One. Before that, they were Hogan's Heroes. And uh, when I was sixteen. He uh, introduced me to the bass, um, loaned me his bass, and asked if I wanted to do like a three-piece surf instrumental project, like Dick Dale, kind of like mixed with Agent Orange. It was like punky surf rock um, instrumental music. Mm-hmm. And we did that for a couple of years. Um, and then I actually went on to fill in on bass for Natal's band, Suspect, for a brief moment in time. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, kind of let the Kirby kiss, you know? So it's cool. Mm-hmm. So the three of y'all, like, you know, you've really been playing together in one form or another for uh, a while. Um, so that makes sense, like, how Kirby kiss, uh, uh, like, I mean, I only just heard of you with the newest, you know, release, Ouroboros, and, like, mm. um, then I... I go to that, you know, cause like Tom, Tom did the review and I was like, Oh, I've been meaning to check this out. You know, I've been seeing y'all on flyers with lots of friends bands and stuff. So I go and I listen, I'm like, this is sick. And then I'm like, there's four other releases. And I was like, this band must've been out for a while now. And I look <laughs> and it's like two years, uh, <laughs> like this as of this year. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah so we're, we're... I'm like, okay, holy shit. And then <laughs> it's a little deceptive though. It's a little deceptive <laughs> yeah, a little... because, okay. The first two releases were like um, like our first recording session. So like the, there's the the the, the bleeder CD and the um, listen closely and the listen closely CD. Oh, okay. Um, those were like our like, one recording session. Yeah. So basically, oh, okay. yeah, we split it up and as, and we were putting it out ourselves. Just you know, it was like our demo, basically. Yeah. Right. Basically, it was like a a more thought out demo. Like yeah. like we skipped the whole like make your own tape and made our own CDs instead. 
Um, but then when we, when Matt, um, when we hooked up with Matt from council, we were talking about doing, doing a release with him. And I guess like the difference between doing a seven inch and doing a 12 inch, like, you know, yada, 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 the conversation became like, well, why not give them a proper release? And so what, what the record, the 12 inch, um, it's going to cost you actually is, is it's those songs remastered. So it was seven songs from those yeah, two, from demos the two demos that are like remastered. And then there was three new songs added to it. Oh, okay. Um, but, and nothing against the original versions. I, I still like them, but the remaster really did something great for the songs too. Like, I mean, in, in our opinion anyway. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I definitely um, like, I, I definitely like, um, I had like a really wild weekend, like, um, <clears throat> and, um, excuse me, like one of my, one of my kids was in the hospital for a minute. And, uh, er oh, yeah, everything's fine. But it, what it what it did mean is like, you know, of course, like super stressful weekend, just wild, lots of you know, uh, nail biting and stuff. And so, like, I didn't get to um, really, really like take any notes or whatever until like I'm just like today. <laughs> so like, uh, I was listening through like all the all the, and I was like. You know, I listened to the LP, like, and then when I was listening to the other stuff, I was like, wait, I think this was, like, re-recorded. So, like, the remaster actually did, like, such a... Sometimes I feel like the the difference isn't that big to where it's like... But I, I legit thought they were re-recorded, the songs that I recognized right. from one... It has a whole different feel, like, yeah. the whole sound, yeah. yeah. Yeah, a guy named Colin at the Boiler Room in Chicago... Um, did the remasters on that, and he remastered and he mastered the seven inch as well. Though, yeah. Yeah. And um, and he he just gets uh, for us. It, he he does, it, like we're very happy with the way he's mastered our stuff. So. Yeah, and yeah. I think other side. I don't know a lot of other stuff he's done, but I know he does all of Matt's band, like Matt from Capsule's band, like Wrong War. I think he masters all their stuff as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but the real difference, honestly, like for me, is um on the vinyl, the twelve inch vinyl. When you hear the vinyl, it's like. Like, because you get so used to listening to stuff digitally because it's just so convenient. You're in your car, you're wherever you are, you're like at work and you're playing it on your computer. Mm -hmm. So the, 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 the difference in the record version of, uh, of those songs is like crazy to me. Like, it, like, like, actually, like, in, I know it's your own music, you sound kind of geeky saying it, but like, whenever like, I hear it, um, like, get put on the turntable, I'm just like, holy crap, man. Like, you hear all this stuff that you don't hear. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it lost digitally, you know? Yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a song that I did on one of our albums, which is like, <clears throat> it's like I always wanted to write like one of my favorite songs ever is is Goodbye Sky Harbor by Jimmy Eat World. It's like 16 minutes long. It's a bit, it's a bit absurd. It's like they, <laughs> they get to this point where it's like they're just like slowly adding like a, a little bit more to this one particular melody, like for like. They do this for like literally 15 minutes. So I was like, what's a screamo version of that sound like? So I wrote this song and um and there's it's this it's a similar idea. It's like there's a part where it's like it comes to this one part and it just builds for like 10 minutes or something. And I put so many guitars on that that like I feel like when you listen to it digitally or whatever, it's like every time the new guitar comes in, the 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 one from four guitars ago just sort of disappears but like listening to it on vinyl i mean you're absolutely right like you're just like i can still hear that very first guitar it doesn't get yeah. buried it's like still exactly. there yeah and it's yeah. it's it's incredible like i don't i don't know how those you know it's like wizards or something that actually you know are making <laughs> these things but uh yeah. um and you know one thing like that i wanted to I wanted to ask is, you know, I was like, when I was picking through the songs to, to decide which song like to use on the comp or whatever, uh, it stood out to me there that like, you know, this was a band that has like a, you know, y'all have a sound and people, once they know what that sound is, people will be like, okay, this is what this band sounds like, but you're not like, it, I, I don't, you know, I don't put words in people's head, but in people's mouths. But it's like you're not afraid to just like say, "Yeah, that's cool." But what if we did this? And I think the LP 
is really uh, indicative of that, especially like the title track. The title tra- track is like, I mean, <laughs> that could be, that's like a Naked Raygun song or something, you know? That's like a, and like you mentioned Minor Threat before, like if you said we're influenced by Minor Threat and people listen to y'all, people would get that. But if they heard the title track, they'd be like, this band's influenced by Minor Threat? And like, <laughs> I remember yeah. when like all records were just like that in a way. Do you know what I mean? Right, right. Um, so is that something, when you're writing songs and when y'all are deciding like, is this right for the group, you know, the right for the band, et cetera, et cetera, is that something that you do consciously where you're just like, um, all right, now we're going to write a song that's kind of, off the beaten path for us or is it just like this is what comes out when we jam i, I think it it, it kind of has happened more like one you know some or, yeah organically i guess but <laughs> somebody comes with this riff and we're like like collective we're like yeah we'll mess around with that you know and mm-hmm. then and then it kind of develops yeah i don't th- we never set out to be like let's write something a little bit and I, like I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that, but right. that's never really that's happened. Never been our like sometimes they'll be like, "All right, it's been a while since we wrote a fast one. Let's write a fast one," you know, mm-hmm. like tempo wise or something. But not like not out of I don't. I just think that we're all pretty open, but we shoot down a lot of ideas too. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah, yeah we're yeah, honest yeah, with each other. Okay. Like like yeah. you know, someone will bring a riff, and we're just kind of like, you know, we're very democratic, so if one person's really not into something, like, we're all fine with that. Like, right. you know, like, so it's like, if I come with something and I'm like, I love this, and like, you know, two people are just like, ah, I don't like this. Like, right. without being like an asshole, like, we, we're honest with each other. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, okay, what about the next thing? It's kind of just like, yeah. okay, moving on, kind of thing. But but influence-wise, I mean, I know for me, I mean, I write a fair share of the songs, like, but all of us have write our parts, but, um, but like, I know I'm definitely influenced and I'm guilty of like being obsessed with a certain band. Like, and I won't even lie. Like, and I've told Tom or Paul this, like, like I came with a riff that was like a hundred percent based on me obsessing over hundreds of the Bayou for like, like, <laughs> you know, a solid week. Like I listened to it so much that it was, and not that I was trying to sound like them cause we certainly don't. Yeah. But like, when you listen to one band for a week and then you write a song. <laughs> <laughs> Something about what you love in that music kind of like influences what you go Yeah, write, it's going to come know? out a little bit, you know? I can say the same for a couple of bands and I'm not afraid to mention it because right. I know we didn't rip them off, but like, you know, I went through a gel, like a gel phase for like a week where I was just like really banging their music and I was like, all right, I, I got to write a song that's just like, ah! <laughs> yeah. 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 And, um, but, but almost we have very few songs where one person wrote it. I mean, I think right. we have one or two where it's like a, someone brought a complete song and right. it worked. Right. But like almost everything we have is like a collective effort of like one riff that turned into a song. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so the, uh, the title track that you're talking about with the spoken word, that's, mm-hmm. that was like, that song's like super old. Like uh, our right. other guitar player wrote it years and years ago and it was shot down by, I think like three bands. He, he tried to take it to like three bands. <laughs> and so like he brought it to us and we and we tried it and our initial reaction was just like i don't know if this is gonna work yeah <laughs> and then we jammed it for a while and then the reality came that like from that was just like we probably can't sing to this <laughs> well, <laughs> like, we tried we tried to write to it yeah. me and roxy actually we're gonna both do like a yeah. dual vocals on that or something and it just didn't like just didn't feel right and yeah. and then so I, I had the idea out of my, my love for 90s uh, spoken word songs. Um, you know, there were so many of them. And they're all so good. Like, I, give me a, like, you know, I actually, there's one from Maximilian Colby. It's on the Maximilian Colby discography where this girl is telling this, like, super long story about a car accident. Mm-hmm. And I could listen to it, like, over and over. It's so right. great. Like, yeah. so we had kind of had the idea um, for my 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 partner slash fiance mm-hmm. um like we you know what if we asked her if she wanted to read something over so she actually her name is amanda she um she found some readings from a, a book of poetry that it's been so long now it escapes me what it was uh, yeah, I forgot it too. but um 
but she kind of like took a bunch of excerpts from different poems and put it together. Jeanette Winters, does that sound right? It does sound right, yeah. Jeanette Jeanette Winters. Winters. Um, and then me and her actually like did like a really crappy recording of it here in my like office. And then we like played it for the band and we were all like, yeah, this is great. So we decided to do it. And, you know, like Chris, uh, Chris Pierce, like recorded that record. Um, so he like, he was really into it too. He like, and so he made it like, he put effects on it to make it like, we wanted it to sound like it was coming through a phone, like mm-hmm. an old phone, like her voice, like the echo and stuff that he put on her voice. But, mm-hmm. but it was fun. Like, do, do we want to write like 10 more songs like that or even one more song like that? Probably not. But like, yeah. But for that, like, you know, I guess it goes to your point. Like, yeah, like we're not afraid. Like, what the one review say about us? They're like, this band is, is like this. This band's all over the place, but they're still driving in their own lane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I kind of like. There's advantage to that yeah. some people, some people dislike it, and some people are like, oh, they're all over the place. Yeah, I mean, and it, some people say it like a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it is a compliment. I mean, like the the first band that comes to mind when we're talking about like, you know, how bands, you know, often had a, a track like that is, is Sam I Am. Because like Sam I Am's first two albums, like there was one where it was like crank calls, you know, over this like really beautiful like melody. And then another one was like, uh, another one was like excerpts from, from, uh, from us from the saturday night live skit uh which, which shit what was it it was like ed grimley or something yeah so, <laughs> so like i don't know I, mean, I think that that i think that that kind of like i think what happened over time is like the the sort of artistic good like guitar part interlude like took that that things place like as like the interlude in the album you know like there just used to be like a you know even peg boy has a instrumental on strong reaction you know with like some little like uh uh just like after effects or whatever in it you know and and i think that like as far as um post hardcore or screamo goes you know just like the 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 pretty guitar interlude took took that place but like i mean i'm absolutely here for the uh the weird like um post-punk with spoken word you know stuff um for sure (laughs) yeah Um, it's it's got a weird place so we we actually did it live once and uh you know excuse me i think did you did you have like a did you have like a tape recorder into the or did you just play the song instrumental no, we, no, she we, came. Yeah. She came. Oh, okay. So live, like live. Oh, yeah, that's we, awesome. We did it one time in Brooklyn, just like I guess, just to say we just performed it, it live, okay. and uh, and um, and it was cool, you know. But yeah. Yeah. the tempo of our show is typically much like I don't want to say crazier, but like that's a slowdown in our set. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> still, yeah. still intense though. I, yeah, you know, different yeah. kind of intense. And yeah. I appreciated that. Nice little break. That was actually yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yourself off real quick, and you know, yeah, yeah, get yeah, a exactly. sip, sip of something. Sit back and watch. I yeah. think I went out. You know, I just stood out and watched. Took yeah. some pictures. That's one awesome. of the um, one of the like the, the the things I like about like not being pigeonholed into like one sound though is like the it kind of lets us play like um, we're not like we don't have to play a hardcore show or a, a screamo show or like we kind of like can fit in a couple different places and um and that's good because we all have a a wide variety of bands we like like i i do not want to go see the same band like the same sound over and over like you know i i love a lot of different types of music so Mm -hmm.
a show where like it's five bands and all the bands sound the same it's uh or in the in the same general area then it's like <clears throat> i often find myself like the first band i'm like you know hell yeah let's fucking go and like no matter how even if the bands like progressively get better it's like your enjoyment can only sort of stay at this one level whereas like if you're experiencing sort of like different kinds of things and you know that that like sort of like i've heard i've heard this now for an hour or two hours you know is isn't there in the same way and yeah i mean probably y'all are of the same like uh era coming up as i am where it's like you always used to have shows like that where it was like one screamy band and then like maybe Total. even a band that's like pop punk, you know, maybe even like a ska band or whatever, you know, it could have been whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, even if I didn't, like, even if I didn't like really like ska was like never my thing or whatever, like when it would come on, I'm like, I, I'm really having a good time now. Like, um, yeah. Because I feel the same. It's yeah. like I live said, music. I was just going to say, I feel that exact way about Ska in particular. I, I don't yeah. want to listen to Ska. But, <laughs> but like, when it's on, I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really. yeah. absolutely. I'm like, yeah, man, I get it. And I'm accepting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's, I hear a good song, and I'm like, yeah, I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, like, I, my oldest, like, we were in a, we were in a Goodwill in Florida when I was, like, back home one time, and she, and, and, I'm from the same town as the band Less Than Jake. Like, we know them and stuff. And um, <coughs> one of their CDs was in in a Goodwill. And I was like, oh, this is, like, one of the first ska bands I ever heard. And my oldest, she was like, what's ska? And I was like, uh-oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> so, like, of course, the CD came right into the van with us, you know. And uh, <laughs> But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I always felt like, you know, just a, a diverse show is just is just – more fun for everybody and you know yeah you're right like y'all have a little bit of something to where you could fit into a lot of things which i you know like i think is really fun um you, you. you mentioned council records before and this is a uh you know this is a, a label that i've really just like started hearing about an awful lot lately um like you you said like when they first got in touch with you that was like you know basically like how the previous recordings turned into like turning that into an lp but um how did you initially like come to know them and you know start working with them um well i mean council like was a huge label um a as long far time as, ago right yeah as far as 90s go it just uh, sort of started coming back yeah, exactly. Definitely. That's exactly the case. But in in my heyday of like, you know, 90s shows, like they put out like, I mean, Matt, the singer and the owner of Council was in Current. Um, right, right. And they were amazing back then. And, and well, they're still amazing. But like, mm -hmm. I, I saw them live. They were very much like in my like wheelhouse of what I loved, like them, the Chino Horde. And they had they had split records with Chino Horde, who's an amazing band. And um. And Indian Summer, um, like that was my, you know, bread and butter back then. I loved that type of music, and uh, which is a lot of it. I mean, you know, a lot of that was like, like romantic, romanticizing, like Moss Icon feeling, like and and very much like what I would call screamo. Now it was like yeah, emo, yeah. like like those were all the gateways to me to screamo mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but. Uh, and then whatever, I guess, you know, they, they evolved into some other types of music like Ottawa and, and which is guys from current. And then, you know, um, kind of put it down for a couple of years. Um, and which is similar to my story had have children kind of, you know, you're still in the music scene, you're still paying attention, you're still listening to music, but you're not playing or, and, you know, mass case, not putting out records. Um, and then your kids get a little older and you get a little more free time back and, you know, now you've got time to be in a band. I mean, that's definitely what happened to me. Like, it's like a couple of friends are like, Hey, you want to start a band again? And we're like, yeah. And then next thing you know, you're, you really, it all like gets unleashed and you're like totally immersed in it again. But like, um, 
I think for Matt, same thing. He he started a new band um, called Wrong War, mm. and and um, and he you know decided to like you know Atomic Action put it out, but I guess he decided to like half release it through Council, and then the pandemic hit. I don't know if I got that order right. It might have been reversed, but the pan during the pandemic, um, out of boredom, he started to like archive like a bunch of stuff like and digitize it that like you know had only been released on like records and things like that. <clears throat> so he archived several like bands and like started a council page, and I think started to like think about the idea of like, hey, I think I'm I think I'm going to do like start the label back up. And so, I mean, I don't know what everyone else's process, but when we had the demos, you know, you, 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 you sometimes like, you know, people, uh, labels will have a call like where they're like, Oh, send us stuff or they don't. And people just send them stuff. And so for us as a band, I sent, you know, I sent links of our music to a couple like different labels that I liked, like saying like, Hey, you know, we're a new band. Um, you know, check us out. Like we'd love to do something with you. And um, I think I think it was during Let It Bleed. Like uh, No Echo did a, a rec uh, like a premiere for us um, for that. Leader, not Let It Bleed. Not not Let It Bleed. Uh, uh, listen closely. Yeah, listen I always closely. say that. Yeah, I always mix the two of them together. <laughs> um, so they did a yeah. No Echo. Carlos did a um, was nice enough to do a, a a premiere for us, and it was right around the time I guess. You know, like when you don't know someone, sometimes those messages just sit in your box. Yeah. <laughs> like, and so I guess like around the same time as he noticed it, the the release coming out. So he like listened to it and he, Matt just sent me a message saying like, hey, I, you know, I just like read your article and and saw that you had actually messaged me and, and I, I listened to it and, um, and I dig it. Um, you know, I'd be willing to put this out. And uh, and then the next day we had a phone call and it kind of just evolved into that. And, uh, and now Matt, Matt's putting out a bunch of stuff. And, um, I'm, a, am I just, as a side note, like I'm a graphic designer by trade. So like, it's been kind of cool. Like, um, like getting to work, uh, like I've been lucky enough to work on a couple of the releases that he's working on. And, uh, like, but yeah, he's got a, he's got a bunch of stuff in the, in the, uh, in the till or was that what in, you, the <laughs> in the oven, in the oven, in the oven. I'm hungry. Um, he's got, he's got, uh, he's got a band, a band that a reemerging band from the nineties, Hourglass, who were like a pretty, pretty big band back then. Yeah, and they've again, they've gotten back together. So um, I did not know that. Yeah, they got back together and and they released um, like I think their discography on a smaller label that did these like beautiful hand painted records. Like they're crazy. Um, they're like on car. I think they only did like 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 three hundred. Um, I can't remember the name of the label that did it, but they're cardboard records, and then they branded the name into the cover, like with a friggin' real branding iron, like flashed <laughs> paint, different color paints on each record. That's cool. And like each one is like completely different from the other. They're beautiful. I um, look that up. That sounds wild. Yeah, yeah, it's super good. Um, and um, and the, the music's super great. But um, but they have a new record coming out that's that's amazing. And um, and Matt put that out. Um, <coughs> that's gonna ship. I think it's in pre-order right now, but I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna ship around like the the end of January or early February. Um, and he's doing. Um, there's a band from the '90s, like, like a big Midwest, like '90s band called Mine, and um, he's doing a discography for them. And I think um, he's got a bunch of stuff. A, a new a new Wrong War record is is in the in the mix. They're recording right now. He's actually doing a seven inch comp that's just about to go to mastering which is um um which ha is going to be us yeah it's a four-way split comp yeah. and that's going to be us um wrong war a band called gray cell from philadelphia right and uh hundreds of a yeah gray cell is the one i couldn't remember i was going to ask about that later but yeah <laughs> oh i'm sorry i'm sorry no no it's it's all good i i i couldn't remember the last band on it because i I, you know, I know y'all three and I haven't heard Graysell yet. And, um, I was like uh, actually <clears throat> lurking y'all's Instagram thinking that there'd be that, that, cause I believe the cover has been floated around online now. If that's not the cover, then at least a promo image. And I was yeah, like, that, that's like a dummy cover that Matt made. Um, oh, okay. just cause he was like making like a, 
this year announcement. So he kind of mocked that up. It's a good story. Like that cover that he made is actually rejected um, current artwork for the from the Numero box set. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it's it's a lot of um, a lot of talk in this interview about uh, somebody who brings an idea and 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 some it ends up being used for something else at some other point, which yeah. uh, I don't know. I find that very fascinating. There's there's definitely a like I don't know if y'all can relate to this as well, but there's definitely a like I was in this one band and then towards the end I was writing songs that were pretty much the same but slightly different. And everybody in the band was like, nah, that's not it. We don't like it. So then when the next band starts, it's those three songs that nobody <laughs> liked before. Yeah. <laughs> and like, then when that band sort of breaks up, there's like three songs that those people didn't like and they became Coma Regalia. And it's like, <laughs> it's really funny because there was actually one person who was in Coma Regalia that was in both the other bands. And I was like, you know, you do this every time, right? You say you don't like these songs and then you end in the, end up in the next band that like <laughs> and you're playing those songs that you said you didn't like but uh yeah it's uh it's funny um yeah like um so yeah you said that your release uh your release um your discography was a little bit deceptive now i understand because you know like you said you recorded so i'm what I'm guessing is you've recorded like three times then, like the once with the first two EPs and then the another time for the uh, three additional songs that went with that and then another one for Ouroboros. We've actually done one more session since then where we oh, did a one-off, but yeah, the first session was with Chris Pierce, um, who's awesome, an awesome okay. human separately, but he's also, um, he's the drummer of School Drugs. Oh, okay. Uh, and he's also in Doc. He was in Doc Hopper. Or he still is in Doc Hopper. And um, that guy, a little bit. He, oh, yeah, he's in a million bands. But um, but I think he I think he still plays with Mikey Erg as well from time to time. But um, but he recorded us, and um, um, we did seven. We did our first seven songs with him. Um, and then we went back and did five more with him. Um, and then recently we did one song. Um, we did seven, then we did the three. Oh, you're right. I'm skipping a whole session. Yeah. So no, yeah. So we did seven the first session, three the second, and then five or six. Six on the Ouroboros <laughs> session. And then we did six. One off yeah, that. we did six on the Ouroboros session, and five went on the record, and then one is going on the comp. Oh, okay. And then recently, we recorded with someone different. All those sessions were with Chris. Um, we recorded with a, <coughs> um, a a guy named Ben Karras. Um, and uh, I can't think of both his other band's name, but he's he plays in a band called Thank You Scientist, which is like a, a prog band. But he's he's into a lot of death metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Windfair, that's Windfair. it. He's also in Windfair. Okay. And he's starting a new death metal project, too. But it's I don't not know. death metal. It's like Viking metal. No, but he's starting a new oh, death yeah, metal yeah. project. He's not. But, but, whatever, but yeah, yeah, he's a super nice guy. Yeah, semantics. Sorry, <laughs> but um, he likes he likes death metal and and uh, and he's like a heavy metal violinist, which is awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. But um, but we had the opportunity to do uh, to do one song with him um, because he he wanted to work with us. So um, and uh, so we did one song um, that's going to be on a couple like on these two comps. Um, um, and, uh, so that's it. So four recording sessions in two years, yeah. Yeah. I guess it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. And how, have, how have y'all always, have you been like, uh, instrument by instrument, like, or is it like live in the room and overdubs and stuff later? Or how do y'all usually, um, throw down? Both have been kind of the same. It's, it's instrument by instrument. Yeah. With a, with a scratch track that, yeah. you know. Sure. Yeah, but we're always all together. We 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 didn't we haven't done any of that where it's like one person. Oh yeah, no, yeah, or, it out. Yeah. yeah, we've all we've all <clears throat> um like been been there. But yeah, typically it's it's uh you know a, one of the guitar players and the drummer laying down the scratch track, and then if there's any fixes um to the drums, it gets done there. Yeah, we like, haven't done any live recording stuff, which no. which is awesome. I. I my first record I ever recorded was like that, you know? Yeah. It's just like, 
everybody's in one room and you're trying to face the stuff as not into each other as you can without being right. weird. That, yeah. Kind of chaotic, but it's you, it, there's a, there's a, a real raw feeling, that's feeling to that recording, you know, it's like as close to live as you can really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, yeah. It's, um, I, I mean, you know, mostly, mostly I do the, I do the, the drums with the scratch, you know, thing, yeah. um, unless I'm, <clears throat> Unless it's like more like um, something I do totally by myself, of course, which is just like I just will throw down the drum track based on whatever's in my brain and then go from there. But um, yeah, the first, you know, the the like first like proper recording or whatever I did was definitely like it's live, and then you know you you had to you had to learn real fast that like your guitar player can't you can mess up, but not. You can't go off the rails, mess up, like because right, right. You can't yeah. really mess yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Because if it's just a if it's just a large, you can go and punch in here and there yeah. a couple of little things, or it'll hide in, in the in the mix. Yeah, but, but it can't be yeah. too too wild. Or, you know, it can't be a, a huge squeal in the middle of a delicate right. tom part. You know, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's um, I th I find all of the ways you can record to be fun and and you know like. I've never, <clears throat> I don't think I've ever had like a bad experience recording, which is, I've, yeah, you know, I mean, how can you lucky. really, you right. know, it's like, recording's the best. Yeah. I, I don't understand people that don't I like I guess to unless you're like working with some like big shot engineer that really sure. wants to, you know, tell you what fight to do. with you, but we yeah. don't, we're, that's not, that's never been the, yeah. the type of people we deal with. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, well, um, like, you know, you, you mentioned the uh, the the compilations that the one song will be on, and then there's the four way split that's coming on Council. Um, yeah. Uh, what else do y'all have coming up that you could let people in on um, before we take off here? Well, um, I mean, the the one song we mentioned, I guess I can I can say where it's going to be. Um, sure. um, there's a label um, out of Connecticut um, called Sex and Glue. Okay. And um, and so they're doing. Um, I always say this is a weird way to say it, but it's like, I guess an anti-abortion, it's an, it's a pro, it's an abortion, like benefit comp. So pro, pro-choice. So it's a pro-choice yeah. comp. Um, you know, the, the, the idea arised obviously because of the news recently. Mm -hmm. Um, um, so that's going to be a cassette tape that, um, Brian from sex and glue is doing. And, uh, we have a, a song like the, the song we recorded for it on it. Um, and that's a really good cassette. There's a lot of a, a lot of good stuff on that. Um, I don't want to blow any of it. So when he releases the information, right. but I can say yeah, that. It's yeah, yeah, um, I believe it's called autonomy. <gasps> I think it's called autonomy. Is it's called autonomy now? So that should be getting some news about hitting and hitting lately. Um, and then we got asked to do um, a benefit comp for women of the pit which is like a group out of like New York, North Jersey area. And it's a, it's a benefit for, yeah, they're up there too. It's a, it's a benefit. It's a, I think all the proceeds are going to some, some type of women's charity that they work with. Um, and uh, that's, I think getting put out by upstate, upstate, upstate records. I think. And sure. so that's a CD comp. And so like we use the same song for both only because they're both kind of different, different windows and they're both different mediums like one's tape only and one CD only. So, yeah. so, uh, um, and they're both benefit comps. So we figured no one's going to be upset about it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. so, it's, um, it's a weird thing to, to sort of like, you know, like, like as a, as a person who releases music and stuff, like you, of course you, you're like, you think that people aren't, like if they can hear the song somewhere else, you think people are like, oh, they won't like people won't care because they can hear these songs somewhere else. But me personally, I'm like, I'm I've always been the like you know we came from that we came from like making people that you like the tape, you know like we yeah, came from right. that. And so I'm like, yeah, show me the comp. I don't care if it's I've already heard the song. Like I right, right, I right. haven't heard them with these other songs. I haven't heard them in this order. I haven't you know what I mean? Like yeah. Um, you know, I guarantee you there's going to be, uh, any, any comp, there's going to be five things I haven't heard. And like, 
I've heard a lot, you know, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm always interested and I always think it's, it's cool. And, and that, you know, I, I, I think, you know, like I said, like you, of course, like as a person who's doing this, you, you want to be able to tell somebody like, this has something you've never heard, you know, but like, I just say like, as a person who loves music, like just, I don't know, give me all the comps, you know, be on all of them. It's cool. Right, awesome. right, right. It's fun. That's what, to me, that's what the comps are for. It's like yeah. exposure for all the different bands and and like and to usually benefit some kind of cause. You know, that's yeah. that's that's the way it was for me with compilations in the '90s. Other than like you know, record companies would put out comps of who's on their label, but mm-hmm. but like the comps that I grew up listening to, they were all like yeah, they're always some kind of benefit. benefit. Or, you know. But even if a comp isn't like a benefit, that's still cool. the benefit is just helping your friends' bands get heard by other people, like, yeah, right, you know, or, or you getting helped by being on a comp or things with other people, but, uh, yeah. And also it's just like, I want to listen to something cool and like, I don't want to decide what it is. Like, just put it on. Right. Let's just get a mix of some stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, before we take off, is there anything else that we should chat about? Um, no, I mean, you pretty much for us we're, okay. we're you know we're gonna play some we got we got a good amount of shows lined up for the year so far we'll try to get out of the area more yeah we're yeah. gonna try and get out of the area more and uh we're just writing and we'll probably put whatever we're writing now into i don't know we've been talking about maybe the idea of trying to do a split a split uh record with a, another band that we're friends with so um that'll come later in the year probably but but yeah, I think the goal right now is to just try and play out of state and have fun. Awesome. Where's the best uh, spot that people can follow y'all? Is that Instagram or is it like Facebook or either or? Uh, yeah, I mean, we're on both. I think I think <coughs> Instagram makes it the easiest to get yeah. to the link tree and stuff. Yeah, I think yeah. In- Instagram okay. probably is the most like it's our focal point, I guess, of social media if that's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, um, like in our bio, there's a link tree. And um and the link tree like pretty much connects to any any and relevant band. information about us. Bandcamp, awesome. merch. Yeah, yeah. You can, there's a link there for merch or or like you know physical stuff, and then there's like two links to like all the streaming. You know, for everybody. Sure. And the million different ways they can stream music. <laughs> <laughs> And that was my conversation with Kirk B. Kiss. Thank you so much to Shep, Roxy, and Natal for taking the time to chat with me. I hope y'all enjoyed that as much as I did. Until next time, take care and do good things.